Your Connell Tribune, Thursday the 14th of June 2018. Golf, a good walk spoiled, part two. In the second of the series on the development of golf in Ireland, I'm looking back across the pages of history, noting the bygone era when old Tom Morris, four times Open champion, arrived in Rossapena to design the original links. His choice of accommodation wasn't the greatest idea he ever had, staying with the notorious Lord Leitrim, uh, a man not the most popular in, in Donegal. But beside that, Toll Tom created this wonderful course, which has stood the test of time. Further around the coast, Dunfanny Golf Club was really to become our golfing alma mater over the next 12 years. We had wonderful times and learned everything we know about golf. And considering we, GB Hanlon, welcomed us on our first days, commenting, you are very welcome, you mightn't be great golfers, but you're certainly good for the 19th hole. We definitely learned a lot. GB has left us since in really sad circumstances. Also Hugh Francis Brogan and we Dennis McFadden. But they were the most welcoming when we started our golfing journey. A couple of years after we began playing in Dunfanny, a group of up to 50 within the club decided to form a society to organise trips to other clubs in Donegal, Derry, Tyrone and Sligo. Just before Christmas 93, the first AGM in the society was held and Tim Ryan became the first president. The first away outing was planned for the Glashidi links at Ballyliffin and the society embraced the title of the Muckish Ramblers, not to be confused with Hillwalkers of the same name, but we were up and running. Over the years we scrambled, putted and drove the fairways of many magnificent courses, stunning links and tree-lined parkland, quirky nine-hole courses, old courses from the beginnings of golf in the 1890s to modern Celtic Tiger courses, north and south of the old border, Bonnie Scotland and the Algarve, and every course in Donegal, from the magnificent sandy hills at Rossapenna to Ballyliffin, Port Salon to Port Noob, and Doran to Merva, northwest to Otway, Greencastle, Guidor, and Critch Island, every one a Lynx gem, and of course the three parkland, Barnhill, Balabuffet, and Clahonili. County borders and international borders were no barrier to these intrepid golfers, so Sleeve Russell would be a regular host. Also Ross's Point and Strand Hill, City of Derry, Foyle, Straban, Newton Stewart and Oma, Castle Rock, Roe Valley, and across the North Channel to Port Patrick and Drumfish and Galloway. Golf courses and trips of momentous quality and memories. The Ramblers were a unique eclectic group of golfers and became the beating heart of the club during the 90s and into the new millennium. Things were slightly different in those days. Four hours in the fairways could lead to eight hours in the clubhouse and it wouldn't necessarily be taking minutes at the monthly meeting. The fixture list for the first season reflected the standard of course we were committed to play. Not just your average run-of-the-mill course, but Ballyluffin, Sleeve Russell, Ross's Point, Merva, Castle Rock and City of Derry. They were all brilliant courses and for someone new to golf it was a great opportunity to play in courses of this standard. Saying that, they were a challenge, especially if the wind was blowing around Ben Bulbin or Ballyconnell. 
Personally, I was pleased to be the first winner in our inaugural event, which was held in Dunfanny in November '93, and received a nice bottle of Glenfiddich for my 40 points. We held a scramble around Christmas, and then in the middle of January '94, we had our first official away out into Ballyliffin. No better place to start. Two magnificent courses, the old course in Glashidi, recently described by none other than Rory as possibly the best links course in the world. And in four weeks' time, the host to the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open, nearly 25 years after we took our first tentative steps around the Inishowen links. Memory fails me in who exactly was the first winner from that day in Ballyliffin, but one major decision was made on the bus returning home. It had been suggested that society be open to lady members, but between the golf dining and aperitif Sinapri golf inquests, the request for golf equality between the sexes wasn't discussed until on the bumpy road back through Clonmany and Carndona at one in the morning. But after a 30-second discussion, the motion was put back for a decade to the relief of the cabin. Of course, now in the era of gender equality, I'm sure unlike traditional Donegal referenda, we wouldn't have said no, but welcomed the lady golfers, waves, girlfriends, wags to the ramblers with open arms. The first Ramblers committee consisted of Captain Tim Ryan, Patsy McVicker, GB, Paddy McGinley, Jim Carey, Big McCorkle, and Lua Breen, and they directed proceedings to an eclectic crew. Charlie Rorty, Frank Kelly, Wee Brogan, Dougie Hennessy, Giggs and myself, Roger Green, Tony McGilloway, Paul Burton, Michael Ward, Neil Murray, Neil Boyle, John Keyes, Keith Lapsley, Nigel Doherty, Dennis McFadden, Hugh Francis et al. Brilliant mixture of golfers, raconteurs, balladeers, messers, jokers, wedding gate crashers, just some great guys. To paraphrase Tim in his opening address, the success of the society depends on the enthusiasm of its members. He didn't need to worry about that aspect. He also suggested that in our centenary year 2094, the secretary might recall the Ballyliffin winner in 94 had completed for a slice of immortality. In our first year, we had very lofty charity ambitions and decided to raise funds for a new CAT scan machine destined for Letterkenny General. On the day, with great support from golfers from clubs all over, and the township was full from 7am till 4pm, with a very professional announcer calling golfers to the tee open style. Paul McGinley and Darren Clark came on board as sponsors, and we erected a massive marquee-type tent to cater for dinner that night at Apre Golf. During the day, a helicopter flew over the course and landed near the clubhouse. It was another sponsor, Bill Cullen, and a stunning blonde lady friend, Jackie Lavin. It was an incredible day with great contributions made to the CATSCAN fundraising. The day, of course, is often remembered as the description of the tent is similar to a bordello by Captain Lua. Such was his fancy, lacy design. Around the same time, we formed a society in Kirchhoff, which, although smaller in numbers, also toured the country for a decade from '94. Indeed, even travelling further as we took in Galway Bay, Golf Resort, Deer Park, and Port Marnock, and even to Maspalomas and Grand Canary in 2000. 
The Kershaw family were great golfers and embraced our society in Letterkenny with affection. As every June after their AGM in the Mount Eagle, they would spend the weekend golfing with us all over Donegal and further afield. We were in a unique situation. They had over 3,000 workers worldwide in Ireland, Germany, Poland, Mexico, Brazil and Portugal. Yet the dozen of us in the small society in Letterkenny were the only golfers in the worldwide company of car part manufacturers. On seeing our golf notice board in Letterkenny, they were infatuated as golf in Germany was still elitist. But for the following six years, we would take them, or they would take us, more so to Rossapena and Ballyleffin, and they were awestruck at seeing courses they'd never came across before. Indeed, one day in Dunfanaghy, Laura, the old matriarch in the family and the real golfer, said to me, Paddy, this is heaven, and you play here every week. We had a great group of golfers in Kirchhoff as well. We Dennis, Big Mick, Eugene from Staban, and myself from the original four who joined Barn Hill in 1990. Also an influx of Derry Dairyman Terry, the eighth handicapper, the best golfer in the society. Jerry and Pat Dimebar, Eugene and Louie and Pucci from Staban, and a scattering of Letterkenny men. The company were great sponsors of prizes, society jumpers and trips away and it was a successful society of small in numbers, but we enjoyed the cracks similar to the Ramblers. Unfortunately for the society, when Redunzi spread its wings in 03, closing Unify, Fruit of the Loom and others, the Kirchhoff Society took a large percentage out of voluntary redundancies, and the society was no more after a decade of wonderful golfing experience around Donegal, Sligo, Derry and Tyrone. Of course there's no ill wind that doesn't have a silver lining and taking voluntary redundancy in 03 led to me returning to full-time education at LYT and VTOS on a computer programming and applications course and in 05 to NUA Galway for a BA in History and English. Then a H-Dip in teacher training and finally an MA in History graduating, graduating as a secondary teacher. Over 40 years after I'd left school at 15 as the six counties imploded. But there's always a but. What about the golf? Something had to give in the long night studying Shakespeare, Chaucer and Seamus Heaney or Robert Emmett, Daniel O'Connell and Pierce, or spending a week at the Somme in Ypres trying to figure out why a generation of Irish and indeed working class English and Germans were slaughtered in the muck of the Verdun for the sake of what? There was just no time for golf between tutorials, lectures, presentations and 20,000 word dissertations. Although if I'd thought about it, I could have presented a PhD in the origins of golf in Ireland, a labour of love. So golf took a backseat from 04 till 2011, except for the occasional game during the summer breaks, possibly a half a dozen times in a year. Coincidentally, my old football buddy Giggs later took a career break in golf and devoted his managerial skills to promoting the efforts of Kilmax Celtic in their quest for Donegal League glory. But similar to myself, he's now back in the golfing mode, rattling out the birdies and Dunfanny once again. After the academic break, I finally returned to golf in 2011, a bit rusty but looking forward to get back in the fairways. Thomas said in Galway now, like Donegal, there were no shortage of golf courses. And I joined a relatively new club, Craig Moore, a Celtic Tiger club just formed in 08. 
Parkland, relatively flat, six and a half thousand yards. It was really friendly club, which had been hit with a downturn in the economy, like all golf clubs, but had an enthusiastic membership and a great buzz around the little clubhouse. I actually met a friend from Toronto I hadn't seen for 40 years, wee Tony, who hailed from a great golfing family. His dad was captain of Straban and also Nairn in Port New, and we're just after celebrating Tony's president night recently, a good golfer and a great friend. My other half, Mary, also embraced golf flavour in Craig Moore, not from a sporting family, which is unusual for Mayo people. She had chucked the smokes the previous January and was walking around the course that summer when she took out an eight iron and said she'd try a few shots. This happened on several occasions and then she finally announced, I think I'll join. Three years later and you can't keep her off the course or watching Tiger completing his comeback and a few months time we'll be walking the fairways of Ballyleffin following Rory and Big Podrick in the Irish Open and checking have they got a Scotty Cameron putter. Around Christmas 14, we made a big move to a wonderful golf club at Galway Bay, out near Renville Village, celebrating their 25th anniversary in 18. Designed by the late Christy O'Connor Jr., it's a course of outstanding quality and beauty. Situated close to Oran Moor and on the Atlantic coastline, looking out towards the Iron Islands, which can be seen on a clear day. A par 72, 7,000 yards, and when the wind is blowing, it's as challenging as it gets. Constantino Rocca defeated Padraig Harrington with a 30-foot birdie here back in 99 as both were chasing Raider Cup points. A beautiful photo of Rocca hitting into the 18th hangs on the clubhouse wall to commemorate the occasion. The club took a major hit as well during the recession and is only now returning to its former glory. The hotel beside the course still remains closed but the clubhouse had a major refit and is thriving again. It's a wonderful place to play golf. Amazing holes feature the length of the course. Magnificent par 5s, strong par 4s and beautiful par 3s, particularly the 7th, which is just tee box and green and water in between, would remind you of the 17th at Sawgrass. If you break 36 points here, you know you've played well, but you need to be on your game. The course attracts many visitors, maybe not as many yanks as the old head, Bally Bunyan or Lange, but they do come in numbers. Amazingly, some just step off a transatlantic flight at Shannon, drive the 45 minutes up the motorway and onto the first tee at Galway Bay. You also know, never know who you might meet on the lush fairways. In recent times, we've played host to Sepp Meyer, German World Cup winning keeper in 74. Former Irish keeper, Shea Given. Shane Larry, Ryder Cup hopeful in September. Ray Houghton, who put the ball in the English net in 88, all impressed by the quality of the course. Mick McCarthy has been here at times, and many others. Playing 18 holes at this time of the year is a brilliant experience. Little wind, heat in your back, manicured fairways, fast greens, calm Atlantic, and as the sun sets as you play down the back nine, it's a beautiful vista. Driving down the 18th, it's a hole that could kill your car. Out of bounds, left and right, two fairway bunkers that more resemble craters in the moon, and four greenside pot bunkers which protect the pristine green where Constantinos sank the birdie all those years ago. And then the 19th, there's always the 19th. 
It mightn't be just as welcoming as in the 90s when you didn't need to go home. But after four or five hours in the basking heat like today, the four ball finishing level in a contest like Waterford and Tip earlier, the 19th's a welcome sight. And there really has to be more than just hitting the wee ball around 18 holes for four hours, or like playing a football match in a mucky heavy field years ago. There surely has to be more to it than just heading home. The clubhouse provides a haven for friendship and fun, creating a comradeship which just won't be forged without it. Unfortunately, health reasons have left my time in the course at a premium this past 18 months, but hopefully the fairways and greens are beckoning for later this summer, and I feel at long last I've found a golf course heaven to be continued.